0: We want to send you a free copy of our revolutionary book, The Freedom Model for Addictions. To help us bring this incredible gift to you, we ask that you pay a small fee for shipping. Learn how tens of thousands of people have permanently solved their addictions without steps or meetings and make 2023 your best year yet. Give yourself or someone you love the gift of total freedom from addiction. Click on the link to get your free copy sent to you today and the methods to move on from addiction struggles without 12-step meetings, rehabs, and the shackles of endless recovery. Let's escape the treatment and recovery trap together and learn to be free. Welcome to the truth. Yep. Right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Addiction Solution Podcast. I'm Michelle Dunbar. And I'm Mark Sheeran.
1: And we wrote the Freedom Model for Addictions, Escape the Treatment and Recovery Trap, along with Stephen Slate, did a lot of the writing and uh yeah so which well, I want I want to just qualify um it is the official
0: 12-step deprogramming guide if you are ready to leave perpetual recovery whether or not you've been you know alcohol free and drug free maybe you're just ready to move on
1: yeah so here's an interesting thing so we're gonna make a show out of some of the Difficult comments that people make towards us and towards our message. Um, we got on TikTok, I don't know. Probably August. Yeah, it's been been a few months. And TikTok's an interesting thing because every time a new sort of um, platform, social media platform comes on board, um, it, it has a uh, – it, it's like the Wild West for a little while. And it attracts – Um, all kinds of people, they're not bored yet by right, right. So you're, you're getting a lot of raw truth and raw people's truth not necessarily the truth. You're going to get all kinds of weird ideas. Um, but people are going to be more explicit. They're going to be, uh, more emotional and emotional and rude and difficult. So I want to talk about, I've been dealing with Michelle too people saying mean things to us um, for 34 years. We have. And it's all based in in people's fears and their sort of contempt prior to investigation, their hatred towards change.
0: Well, and their fear zealotry. Their their very strong belief system, whenever that's challenged, and especially a belief system like the 12-step model that's rooted in fear, right?
1: Yeah.
0: That's a scary thing when it gets challenged.
1: Yeah. It's, it's hard to let go because it automatically, when you challenge fear, it automatically makes it so that the person who's fearful has to face the fact that uh, they might have to make a change in their belief system and let go of the fear and move forward in their life, which is very difficult to do sometimes, especially when you've been drinking and drugging for years and years and years and your life is in the can. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, I know what that's like because I was in AA for a long time and I was a zealot at one time. Yep. Uh, Michelle was too. And and Steve was a part of that, but wasn't as deeply indoctrinated. He came in a
0: little later when we kind of figured things out, but yep. he had been uh, sent to a couple treatment programs and kind of, he he rejected the system, you know, much more readily than we did.
1: Quicker. Yeah, um, he took it on quicker. It's it, his cycle was shorter. Yep, you know he took on the addict identity and and became the junkie stereotype, uh, and then matriculated out quickly because he was he was just too damn smart for it. <laughs> right, know. he was a, such a good researcher, and uh, so so what we're going to do today is Michelle's going to go onto TikTok and pull off some of the comments that people have made uh, towards me specifically and her some of her posts and we're going to respond to them. Um, but we're going to use it as an example, each one as an example to try to teach a lesson and, um, and show why people think the way they do and why changing a paradigm is so difficult, you know? Um, so uh, another thing I want to, I want to say is I don't care what people do. To get past their addictions. I personally don't have a dog in that fight. What you decide for yourself is really up to you. If you like AA, if you found value in AA, <coughs> sorry, <coughs> or NA, um, and, and it's something that that's important to you, make no mistake. I don't, I, I'm okay with that. You know, my opinion is that great. I'm happy for you. Um, but that doesn't mean that as a researcher, I'm not going to criticize something that I think is harmful. And if you fall into the group of people that's being harmed, but yet you believe it's the, to benefit you, it's to the benefit of you to be an AA or NA or any 12 step paradigm. Um, that's up to you. It doesn't change the fact that as a researcher, I have the right to be able to say what I want to say and give the truth out. Now, that might make you uncomfortable, um, and that's okay. To the same degree that that AA makes me uncomfortable, me challenging it might make you uncomfortable. Um, but the truth is the truth is the truth. And what the research tells us is simply this. There's a small minority of people that stay in AA or NA or a 12-step paradigm that become zealots that see that zealotry as beneficial. And it's it's something they can hang on to. It's some sort of ideology that makes sense to them. It makes black and white. It says, I am diseased, I am broken. There's a definitive group of people that have crossed a certain imaginary line where they can't choose to drink and drug in moderation. <clears throat> and and they're they're in trouble. And they need the meetings to survive and prosper. And But there are 95% of the people that attend at one time end up leaving and don't believe that. Then there is a group within the 95% or even in the 5% that are severely harmed by this message of disease mythology loss of control, mythology, brain disease, mythology that, uh, take it on, take it on as truth. And then their lives fall apart. They become hopeless. They believe in the powerlessness narrative. They believe they need meetings. They believe they need the guidance of sponsorship and they can't make decisions for themselves. And all of that destroys their autonomy and their inherent ability to choose. Their free will is taken away from them through this ideology. That's where things get really ugly. And so that's the group of people we want to address are those people that are leaving AA because they can feel this happening to them. Those people that are questioning the ideology, those people that have left already, but want to move on to something new called freedom and personal autonomy. And the last thing I want to say before we get started is that what the freedom model represents is incredibly simple, and that is that you are the answer to your own problems, that there's nobody else, no force, no treatment that's going to go into your mind and change it for you. And you don't have a weakness, an inherent weakness, and you certainly don't have a disease called addiction. All right. So,
0: okay. So I'm going to uh, pick on this guy. Um, we won't say names. We we'll won't just, say names. AA works and has for tens of thousands in recovery. AA does not endorse nor oppose any cause. Good luck. I'm going to read three of them in a row. AA works and has for 80 years. Everything is suggested. It's your choice. It's worked and is still working for over 80 years and has helped thousands of people. No one is harmed by AA. All suggested to look at.
1: Okay. So there's so much in that. Oh my (laughs) God. Um, First of all there's been millions of people that have been pumped through AA. So your numbers are millions and millions. That's right. And, uh, 95% of them end up leaving and within the first year. Okay. Yep. So the question becomes, first of all, what happened th- to those people? Yeah. Did, did, <laughs> did all of them die? And, um, because if AA works all the time, as this person's saying, first of all, it doesn't obviously. Um, and, so what does that, that implies that everybody else is going to be going to jails, institutions or death, which is a line that Bill Wilson and many AAers use all the time to fear people, to corral them into the 5% that stick around. Um. So they don't die. No. We know that they move on with their lives.
0: And we know this from not our research but from the largest research studies that have been done to date on addiction we know that more than 90% of people get over the problem and specifically with alcohol it's almost 91% okay that that 91% of the people that are um that were surveyed at one point you know at one point they had they had qualified as having alcohol use disorder and they didn't have it at that time.
1: And about half of those people were moderate
0: drinkers, were considered moderate
1: drinkers. Successfully non-problematic moderate drinkers. Now.
0: Okay. So so we know that 9 out of 10 people get over it. Only about 10% of those people go to treatment, right? Um, or maybe they went to 1A meeting and left. Well, about 10% of those people and so they all got over the problem. They all moved on, and about half of them became moderate drinkers.
1: Right, and the other forty-one percent abstained for the rest of their life. And
0: that, and that's from the NISARC study, okay. And if you want to see a good see, if you look up the NISARC study, what you're going to find is a whole bunch of you know number salad, um, and yeah, yeah. it's it's uh, it's it's, it's daunting. The whole study is daunting. So you don't have to go from beginning to end to read it. There are many books that have pulled this data, including ours. Um, but another one that pulled this data is um a really great one, Gene Heyman.
1: Yeah, he did a he did a a, a good study on it and wrote a paper on it. And uh that's what we quote yes. quote in the book.
0: Yep. So amongst others. So the it's it cited um, in our first three chapters, like his work is cited in our first three chapters it's as well a as really good analysis. It's a very good analysis. And, um, and also in his book, addiction, a disorder of choice, he breaks it down as well. Yep. Um, so, so that's just, uh, it, you know, it's the thing about what this person is saying is the mantra, right? Mm-hmm. It is the mantra that um it, it works for for millions it works for millions and, has and it worked. hasn't
1: harmed anyone yeah that's that's what's so crazy is all right so let's let's go to the harming part yeah we have to get to the harming part fundamentally if you tell somebody they have a disease they don't have and And you're not willing to look at the facts that the disease doesn't exist, even though you've heard that argument, but you're just like, nope, I'm putting the blinders on. You all have a disease. You're all wrong. And it doesn't fucking matter. You know, disease, chemise, you know, who cares? we got
0: to read that one. I couldn't find it. I wanted it. (laughs) I know.
1: Well, we'll just paraphrase it. I mean, people say all the time, who cares if if there's a disease?
0: What do I care what it's called? I mean, whatever. It can be whatever you want it to be. I mean, it
1: got me in the rooms. You know, and so so we're now at the point where we're lying to people about a chronic condition and trying to convince them of it. It's not like this is benign. This is this is trying to convince them. And that people will often say, no, AA doesn't do that. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. We believe it an illness. That's a direct line out of the big book. Um, the entire doctor's opinion is his theory on alcoholism.
0: Like and, and being an allergy, which which All this is broken down in appendix A and B of our book. And chapters
1: one, two, and three. Yep, yep. And many articles that we've written on the blog and many books, Heavy Drinking by Fingerette, all of Stanton Peel's work, Carl Hart's work, uh, Jeffrey Shaler's work. I could go on and on and on, but you're probably not going to be willing to read any of it. And, and if that's the case, then you can't criticize the other side. You can't criticize what we're saying if you don't know. Right. You know? Right.
0: If you haven't studied, you have to understand something. Um, and and you know we get a lot of comments as well of you were never, you never had a substance use problem. That's where um, they go to. That's yeah. where they go to. You weren't a real alcoholic, and then it's the other side too, where oh yeah, this guy with Mark all the time. Yeah, this guy is gonna is gonna tell you how you can drink. Um, you know he's obviously you know he's obviously an alcoholic who just is using has an excuse to go back to drink so which is it which is it were we not real alcoholics um or are we alcoholics and drinking alcohol
1: like so so the real alcoholic thing comes directly out of aa um the real alcoholic that term and it's one of the most devastating myths of all that there's somehow some class of people that mm. are different than the average joe and there isn't no there isn't The research is definitive that there is no addictive personality that can't be found, that there is no such thing as a real alcoholic. As a matter of fact, there's not even anything that says what an alcoholic is. We can't find a definition of that because they're it's a moving target constantly because drinking is subjective and the reasons for people's drinking is totally subjective within their autonomous mind
0: if you look at if you look at Valiant's early work on alcoholism you know he he kind of quantified the different levels of alcoholic. And so there was this wide range of, and and it really was set up so you could kind of corral everybody and get anyone who drank really into this, anyone who'd ever been drunk into this group. Of alcoholics, you know, were you were you somebody that was a little a kind of a minor alcoholic, or were you, you know, or were you the gamma,
1: the beta? Yeah. yeah. So,
0: so, so there's there was there's been efforts over the years to try and try and define what an alcoholic is, but it falls flat because
1: there are as many different ways that people use alcohol as there are people. Well, there's no such thing as powerlessness. So, so if there is no such thing as powerlessness, then there is no such thing as an alcoholic. There is no condition by which people fall prey to alcohol. Um, That's a great point. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, it's all predicated on loss of control. Yeah. It's all the whole thing, whether it's drug addiction, whether it's alcoholic, whether you're an addict, right? All these things are predicated on one thing. You lose control once you start yeah. and there isn't a shred of evidence. Yeah. None that says that that is true. So uh, let's find another, let's find another quote here.
0: Oh, hold on. Okay. Let me get to it.
1: So <clears throat> let me, let me, I'll keep talking about the powerlessness narrative. So, oh, well, here's one. Okay.
0: <laughs> ooh, a- ooh, ooh. AA is free. That one we get all the time. That what What are you selling? AA is free. Number one. Um, oh, and you just you're you're just in it for the money. Yeah, you, let me talk. Can I? Yeah, can I I want to. I, I want to. You go ahead. Go. <laughs> no,
1: go ahead. go ahead. Well, I
0: look at my answer to you're you're just you're just trying to profit off of off of alcoholics and addicts. Um, I can tell you that anyone that's gone that's built something new. That is going against an existing paradigm that is well entrenched. The addiction treatment industry, which was started in the 12-step program, right? All of that started around Bill Wilson and Marty Mann. I mean, that's how the whole industry began was through 12-step, uh, through 12-step programs. They set it up so that people are funneled in. They're funneled into these treatment, detoxes, treatment programs, and then AA. And it's all, that was all for money. Okay. And now it's a $46 billion industry that is continuously exponentially growing. Okay. And when you look at it, more people today, more people died in 2022 of overdoses than at any point in
1: history. Yes. Okay. Working so well, it's
0: working so well that we see the, the, overdose rate increasing exponentially. The more treatment programs we have, the more people that go to treatment and nearly everyone who dies of a drug overdose has been to at least one treatment program. Okay. So let me just say that right there, that that industry that started with AA and ends with AA is a money-making scheme that is killing people. It's killing people. And,
1: and go
0: ahead. And, if we wanted to make money, we'd be in it. I'm just saying.
1: Yeah, because it's easy it's, to make. easy it's easy to it's make. It's easy to make third-party reimbursements, the whole nine. Just hang on to a diagnostic code called alcoholism and then you know, follow the rules, make a, a human mill called a rehab, and, and, and then, and here's where AA profits, then what they do is they say there's free aftercare in AA. You need to go to your meetings. So in your discharge papers- forever. That's right. In your discharge papers, the very first thing you will see is attend your support meetings. And AA knew early on, try to remember, A is the precursor to treatment. So it's the one that formed the symbiotic relationship between treatment, formal treatment, and then AA. Now, here's the deal Do I want to make money?
0: Well, I'd like to make a living. <laughs>
1: The answer The answer is yes. Of I, course. I, I, I want to make I, wanna, I
0: don't know anybody who works for free.
1: right. I want to make a living. I want to and I do. and definitely. and the only way to do that is to make a, a profit of some kind. Um, and I would never apologize for that. That's just God, no. that, that's just what I do. Um, but I, I think that that what people lose sight of is what is the price of aA? and people say it's free it's free it gave me my life back it gave me my life back it meaning it what it saved me it what is it what what the hell is it first of all that's a nebulous thing um you gave you your life back but you give credit to something else which is fine you can which do that fine. you can play that game it doesn't matter um but the price is your freedom your own ability to choose and believe that you're in control of your life. You don't feel like you're in control of your life because AA tells you you're not tells you you're borderline insane and that you need them to be sane. Now, if you call that freedom, that's super sad to me, but that's your choice. Sure. And I think that, I think that, um, the price is one of the highest I've ever seen. It's a, we call it the cage of recovery. You never get out. You're always attached to your past. You're always saying over and over a mantra that you're an alcoholic.
0: Yeah, and people are I mean the, the lives that have been utterly destroyed by this idea the by, the by what people learn in AA, they you know, families are broken up, people lose their careers, they they lose their sense of autonomy and purpose in life, um, and it gets very very skewed by this allegiance to a group and by by this feeling that I owe this group my life. And if you're somebody that got, that went to AA for a little while and you felt like it helped you, but then you left and you moved on, well, you didn't do <coughs> AA, you didn't buy into AA. That did nothing for you. You may have felt a little bit of support because it is kind of comforting to go to a meeting and talk to people that have had the same problem as you. But, but even in any kind of support group scenario, the goal of any kind of good and healthy support group is you come here for a little while, you get what you need and you leave. But that's not AA. That's not what AA does.
1: Right. It says give yourself completely to the simple program. Give yourself completely to, to this simple program. So this is a good point that you make. So if you are one of those people that's rallying against the freedom model for some bizarre reason. Mm-hmm. Um and you say AA gave me my life back and I go and I I go to meetings and I do this and um but I I take I, what
0: I want and I leave the rest.
1: I take what I want and I leave the rest. Exactly. Then you're, then you're not really doing AA. Now that's fine. It's fine. And it's also fine to 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 do AA fully. I see, I did AA fully. I I, did too. I fully we jumped in, in with both feet. Yeah. I, I was fully indoctrinated into the cult of Alcoholics Anonymous. I gave myself completely to this simple program and, too. and it destroyed my life and it made me incredibly myopic. It, it stopped me from moving forward in my life and it hurt the people that were under my care as a sponsor sponsee relationship because I felt like they had to do the recipe too. And that sort of recipe cult like scenario destroys lives. It limits lives. It takes lives away and it breeds hopelessness. Now, if you're playing the game where you say, yeah, well, I don't believe all that. And I go to meetings and it gave me my life back. Well, you're not doing AA. You're doing sort of whatever you're doing your own thing. You're just, you're just going
0: for the, for the friendships. Yeah.
1: Um, eventually those get old and you'll leave and move on and get friendships someplace else. Or you don't, you just hang out for 40 years and that's your gig. Okay. But, but that's not what we're, we're talking to the people who are harmed by this, not the people that play the game. Right. Okay. So if you're playing the game, don't be all pissed off at us for going against AA because there are many lives that are crushed, destroyed, and lost tragically, needlessly because of the AA cult.
0: If you're seeking a solution to your substance use problems that doesn't label you for life or make you go to daily meetings with strangers and instead shows you how you can solve your problem and create the life you truly want, then you've come to the right place. The Freedom Model is for you. The Freedom Model program options allow you to continue to live your life, learn the Freedom Model on your schedule, and implement what you're learning immediately in your daily life. The The Freedom Model online program consists of more than 20 hours of video lessons taught by Mark and me. There are two to three lessons per chapter to guide you through the Freedom Model text. We have also included our lessons, the mind and the brain, the binge construct, and life movements. You'll get digital copies of our book, our workbook, additional lessons and their worksheets, and our audiobook. Included with the online program is the Freedom Model for the Family online program and books, new Freedom Model quick lessons posted weekly, the Freedom Model monthly newsletter, the 12-step deprogramming seminar series, and a monthly two-hour members-only live question and answer webinar with Mark and me. To enroll in the Freedom Model online program, Go to online.thefreedommodel.org or click on the link.
1: So there's the hardliners, which are the really deeply indoctrinated zealots. Then there are the people that are sort of not the hardliners, but are taking what they want, leaving the rest, and are pissed off at the freedom model for going after their baby. Okay, that's fine too. Um, But we're going to sit back and we're just going to tell the truth. And, and that should be okay also, but it's not. So you firing off against the truth instead of investigating shows how deeply embedded you are in zealotry. That's what it does. It, it literally highlights how much you've been indoctrinated. So if people say to me, Mark, the, the freedom model is bullshit, I go, okay, you can believe that. I don't get pissed off. I I don't care. I don't care, especially if you haven't investigated. Here's what's interesting. So people say, you're not an addict. You haven't spent any time in AA. You obviously don't know. I know more about AA than 99% of the people there. I won't say I I know more than everybody, but I'm pretty damn close. And uh, I spent from the age of seven to the beginning of, of my 30s to 30, 31 in the cult, deeply, deeply indoctrinated. And in that, in that time period, I vacillated from a deeply embedded member to a skeptical member to a researcher researching it to somebody who left it and as a child who grew up in a family steeped in the cult as well. You don't get more deeply involved. And also... I had an alcohol and a drug problem for six years in the midst of all of that, so I I became the the stereotypical alcoholic because I felt it was inevitable, which is another byproduct of AA. I don't think I ever would have had the problems I had as a young man had I never gone. So so I've spent my time studying your side of the fence. So if you want to really understand where I'm coming from, you'd have to study the freedom model and you'd have to have an open mind. I certainly have had an open mind towards AA. I gave it its due. I gave it a decade of my life, hardlining and, and really, really studying it. And what I found is that it's bullshit. It's just nonsense. Um, yeah. So.
0: All right. Awesome. Um this one. This one is particularly annoying. Uh, Congratulations on spending a lifetime doing your best to discredit a program instead of helping people that are suffering. Um, We have literally dedicated our entire adult lives to helping people. So I I'm just want to answer that right there. Mark did something that no one, Mark and my father did something that no one else, including this person who made this comment, has ever been willing to do. And that is they, my father invested, he was a Retired researcher from General Electric and retired uh, an upper level management. So he had a significant amount of savings and, you know, my inheritance, as it were. Um, He put all of it, every penny of it into building a retreat for people that he and Mark lived at for the first 12 years. Mm -hmm. Um, and people that came to the retreat, most of them didn't pay a dime.
1: We didn't make a dime. We didn't make a single penny for 12 years
0: for 12 years. They, they existed on my my father's money for a period of time. Um, and whenever he had to go do consulting work to bring more money into, uh, the the research efforts and the retreat where they were helping people, a lot of them homeless people. Um, then, uh, then he would go and make money so they could keep going. And uh, my father lives a very humble life now, and um, and he dedicated he gave everything for this. Yeah. And so that's that's something that you should all know. And so the people when we say we helped twenty five thousand people. What we're talking about is. We, and a very small group of individuals, helped that many people over the course. And it's probably lots more than that because our book sales are what they are, um, and people hand the books and give them away, and we know that they've reached every corner of the world. Yeah, yeah So when awesome. we talk about that many people, it's all over the world. And it's people that say things to us like, um, oh my God, I spent 20 years of my life in AA In therapy, um, you know, being told that I was that I was a shitty, terrible person. Crazy. And that I was crazy and and having people treat me badly every time I relapsed. And and to the, you know, what I read in your book is that I'm okay. And that, that I, I'm not a this shitty, terrible person. Be, you know, I just simply really liked getting drunk, which a lot of people do like getting drunk. I just had to figure, change my relationship with alcohol. There are other people saying this as well, but yeah. you don't know about them because AA squashes them. Because exactly what we're experiencing right now on social media and what we've been experiencing for the last 35 years, basically, um, is people saying to us, shut up. Don't tell people the truth. You're killing people. They use this kind of rhetoric, this hysterical rhetoric, to discredit anything that questions their dogma, okay? And so when you say, why don't you spend, you know, you don't spend all this time helping people instead of tearing down a model, what we're doing is we're showing people that AA, the model that AA touts, that is the basis for 90% of the treatment in this country harms people. It literally harms people. And those are the people we're working with. The people that you throw out AA, the people that you bash and, and shame, shame, and you gaslight, gaslight, their mental health issues get worse uh, because you tell them to go off their goddamn medications. You tell them you don't need, uh, you know, you don't need this or this or this. it's it's criminal.
1: Here's a, here's another here's another thing they say all the time. Uh, where's your PhD? Oh yes. So so you know, and and that might actually have some teeth if if I felt like having a PhD was valuable. Where was Bill um, Wilson's PhD? Yeah, and I say, well, your prophet, the one that you you follow blindly, by the way, um, is 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 a drunken stockbroker who was in a homeless shelter having a religious conversion and then made shit up so that you would buy his book and, and you blindly, you don't even know him. At least I'm a live person that, that you can actually debate with and I'm happy to do it. Bill Bill doesn't give you that option. He says, give yourself completely to my simple program that I fucking made up, depressed out of my mind with holes in my shoes in the, in, in the loft of his first AA clubhouse that was a dismal, dismal, Atrocious failure with people dying all around but him. But
0: the, the PhDs of goddamn red herring, and I'll tell you why. I just read, and uh, we, we, we. One of the researchers we cite is Carl Hart, who is a PhD neuroscientist. Who in in his latest book, which is fabulous, by the way, drug use for grown ups. I finished it um, a couple months ago. I got it on Audible, re and and he reads it, and it's it's just it's a great book. Um, revolutionary guy. Uh, and, and this person basically discredits him. So the PhD is a goddamn red herring. The
1: PhD only counts for you people when they agree with you, right? Right. And, and truthfully, there isn't anybody in AA. Ever in the history of its forming, that had a PhD. They were all, they were all complete losers. You know, I, I mean, they were. They, their lives were were fucked from well, from go.
0: Doctor Bob was he was a proctologist, so okay, yeah, yeah, he, he, he knew a, a lot about assholes. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> that was a little proctology joke to saying.
1: <laughs> yeah, but he he wasn't a, sorry. He certainly wasn't a <laughs> mental health.
0: Uh, no, you know, practitioner. no, he was an MD. Um, but notice he was he was um like he couldn't he couldn't hold the candle to Bill. He couldn't get a word in edgewise. I mean, Bill ran the show. Yeah, you know, and um and the rest of the the rest of the team were all marketing people. They were all PR people. Um, what built AA was marketing PR.
1: Yeah, marketing PR and fear and fear and, and, and there the, was nothing else. And the social need. Yes. To, to get rid of alcoholics and keep them out of jail and put them in hospitals and make money.
0: And partly too the whole, you know, it was right. Around, it's not a coincidence that it started right around prohibition.
1: Right. And temperance. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, yep. so this whole idea that
1: it's, it was fertile ground. Yeah. It's it's a moral
0: issue. that drinking alcohol is a
1: moral issue. So, so please understand, don't, don't mistake in this as us being defensive. What I'm trying to do with this <coughs> this podcast is oh. to show you that uh that it you the, these are the tactics, right? Right. I got a cough. And and Mark takes the
0: time with a lot of these people to if if and I did too for a long time, we would get these emails. Um, where people would usually be very hysterical, you know, your your message is killing people. Why are you trying to tear down a program that has worked for so many? It saved my father. How can you say the things you're saying? And 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 when I when we we hear people and their we can hear a sense of desperation in them because there is this idea, even when you're fully indoctrinated there, for many people, there's something in the back of their mind that's saying something's wrong. Yeah. That's what happened to us. That is what happened to us. And, and so initially when you hear something and it triggers that kind of defensive response that we get, um, sometimes it's because you've been thinking it, but it scares you. Right. And I get that. I totally get that. It scares you because you think, oh my God, I've been doing this and I feel like it's helping me. And if it isn't really helping me, then I'm totally screwed. Like, what am I going to do if because this is the only thing? And that's the indoctrination, too.
1: Yeah. Make no mistake that that is here's the beauty of the freedom model you're the answer you're the answer your own mind your own choices you just don't know because somebody taught you that you are powerless that you can't choose for yourself and that's a lie it's just a lie you didn't know it was a lie so you acted accordingly um but you can get over this
0: you know it's so interesting because one of the things that i that i say all the time is you know there's When you go to AA, they tell you just don't drink and go to meetings. And so I I posted a video about that. And I I just read a guy was like, Well, that's not in the big book. So, you know, it's stupid that people say that. Well, then, okay. So, so that's that's how they get you, right? Like you'll get make a valid point and then
1: they'll of a common, commonly repeated thing in AA. And then they'll say, Well, that's that's not actual AA. And And it's like then you go to, but you call it an illness. Well th- that's not what's said in AA meetings. Yeah. You know, we don't hear that. That might be in the book, but we don't we don't really do that. You obviously haven't been to AA. <laughs> and uh, and I'm like, listen, I I've been to the big book thumping meetings, then I've been to the meetings where they don't listen to a goddamn thing in the big book and they just ramble on about <laughs> bizarre shit that is meaningless and terrible. And then I've been to meetings that are pretty damn good. Yeah, where me there are too. good good people who don't adhere reasonable, to any of it. right. Are, and they're just kind of – they've almost left. At that point, the, the reasonable people are like, ah, eh, you know, what, this is, re- that shit's kind of <laughs> fucking weird. Um, yeah. So, but here's the point. We
0: still have friends like that.
1: Yeah, lots of them. Lots so, of them. So I think that that the point is we're just going to point out the stuff that hurts people. Yeah. That really hurts people. So you can say and, – and some of it is – uh, sort of um, folklore that AA has built around it that's not found in the Big Book. Right. <clears throat> the Some big of it's book...
0: found in the 12 and 12.
1: Yep, yep. And now, m- mind you, the Big Book is a hardcore cult manual <laughs>
0: yeah make no so, mistake when you
1: start to read it with that in your mind you're like Holy the steps shit. alone
0: just chapter five alone the oh. how it works right
1: or working with others is like a recruitment manual or two employers or two wives all of it's recruit 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 yep. you know your your whole sobriety is dependent on you recruiting it's the jehovah's witness model yeah. so so now a lot of people might not adhere to that though Right. So so for them on I, TikTok, they're like, Jesus Christ, you're being ridiculous. AA isn't like that. That's I don't know any meetings that are like that. Okay. Good. Good. Then move on. Yeah, then it's great. But but
0: for every now, the the naysayers are the most vocal. And that we have a couple people that are actually like almost stalkery. Yeah, um, weird. you know, they, they wait with bated breath for our next video so they can get on and just tell us what what dumb pieces of shit we are. <laughs> kind of funny. I mean, I'm like like
1: I haven't done this for 30 years.
0: I was like, wow, if that is your whole I'm so sorry that your life is um is that way. i my guess is those people probably also have like three or four other non 12 step people that they're also bashing and stalking on TikTok it might be like their whole shtick, who knows um and if you know if you you consider yourself one of one of AA's henchmen um okay uh you know it's um I, gosh i it's just really kind of to me it proves pretty much everything that we say um about it about the fear based cult mentality that's there And, um, but, but, and then there are those that say, you know, anyone that would bash any kind of recovery.
1: Right. Yeah. So, so, um, and then I say I would bash any model of recovery that saddles people with a disease they don't have. I mean, that, that's so completely fucked up to tell people that they are powerless and that they have a disease they don't have. I don't. And that literally every time just shuts the entire shuts argument off yeah. it, it, like a spigot. It shuts it off because they're like, eh, yeah, that is that is bad. Yeah, that's got to go. But, but but they ignore it. Then then they, they're they not it's not going to change their mind. My job isn't on TikTok to change the zealots no, mind. God I don't, No, I, I'm merely providing truth and it just happens to trigger that population. But what's interesting, what Michelle was getting at is that <clears throat> we have for every naysayer we have 20 to 30 people that like and defend us. And that is pretty typical of the of that population of people that have ex- been exposed to AA. For every zealot you're going to have 20 At or 30 least, people yeah. that matriculated out or are in the process of leaving and are interested in a different view that's more freeing, more doesn't have attachments. It makes sense or, to them. Yeah, it's logical and it's not filled with fear. Um, because the only thing, the freedom model, they always say some of what the zealots say is, you know, then tell more about your model than my models that you're the answer.
0: Yeah. And, and, and yes, and it, you can get it for free. I mean, so that, that's why we can get the book for free. That's why we've made the book available and, you know, paper, like even a paperback where we only ask you to pay for shipping. I mean, we, you can get it digital copy. You can email us and get a digital copy sent to you, you know? So we want people to have the answer, what we came up with, what we decided when the book got published, that it was too important um, not to share it with anyone who wanted it.
1: Yeah. So go to freebook.freedommodel.org. We're going to end here. It's been a long one. Uh, that's freebook.freedommodel.org. Wow, it went by really fast. Well, thanks everybody. Now,
0: if you like our podcast, give us a five-star rating. Um, and yeah. share it with your friends. It's become and very
1: popular. Yeah. We're helping people.
0: We are helping people. So share it with people. And and keep in mind um that You can always call us here at 888-424-2626. We are an open book. We are accessible. I think somebody said that that any model that isn't transparent, right? (laughs) Any model that isn't transparent, you should just be wary of. And it's like we are literally an open book. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. All right. Everybody have a great week. We'll see you next week.
1: All right, everybody. Take care.
0: Are you struggling with a drug or alcohol problem, but you don't want to go to rehab or group meetings? That's why we created the non-12-step Freedom Model Coaching Program in 2011. Through video conferencing on Zoom or Skype, you can work privately with a certified Freedom Model Coach from your home or office on your schedule. And here's the best part. With the freedom model, you'll never be labeled an addict or an alcoholic, and we won't tell you to go to 12-step meetings or hamper your life with endless recovery rituals. Instead, you can learn exactly why addiction isn't a disease and how you can solve the problem for good and move on with your life. Do you want to be completely free from your addiction? Do you want to never have to attend meetings, rehabs, or addiction counseling ever again? And do you want to solve your problem from the comfort of home? Then call us at 888-424-2626 to talk with a Freedom Model coach today and experience the Freedom Model difference.